the picks are in. Welcome to another season of Draft Day Sports. We have some exciting new content to release over the next couple of months to get us ready for the NFL and college football season. So we have um, some new stuff we're going to be doing this year for Draft Day Sports. So just make sure you're you're sticking with us and, and hearing some of these new exciting things we've got coming on. Um, the first thing that we've got going is our website, draftdaysports.com. That's draft as beer draft. So D-R-A-U-G-H-T. So draftdaysports.com. Check that out if you have not. Um, we've got a lot of new stuff on there. Although there's not a whole lot of content yet, um, that is going to be our main source of kind of relaying information in terms of picks and, and plays and different things. So be sure to check that out, sign up, get on our subscribe list. And another thing you can do is also become a member this year, which is going to give you access to exclusive picks all season long that we're not going to be sharing on our on our podcast at all, but it's only going to be on the website. Some of our best bets of the weeks and season are going to be on that exclusive pick season, so uh, or exclusive picks page. So be sure to check that out. Um, sign up, become a member um, for a small fee. We'll get those get the get those exclusive picks to you, um, and and hopefully you can win win some money like we plan to. Um, we will still have our free picks that we post and, and do on the podcast, so there'll be plenty of free content out there as well. Um, but if you are looking for a little bit more. Um, please check that out. And again, that's draftdaysports.com. So with me today is just myself. I've got just Slash here for you today. And the purpose of this episode is to really gear you guys up with the NFL power ratings for this coming season for the NFL. So this is kind of the, the focus of this episode is going to be strictly to talk about what my ratings are, how I come up with them, um, some math behind that, some adjustments that I make, and then how I use them. Um, so if, if you're not interested in that, maybe this episode isn't for you. But if you are curious about you know, NFL power ratings, maybe how to build them um, and how do I use them, because um, I do use them pretty often in our podcasts as we do that and as I make my picks on a weekly basis, um, then this might be a good, good thing to, to listen to. So um, let's start with power ratings and, and how it's different than power rankings. So power rankings, you're, you're simply, you know, rating teams 1 through 32 based off of who you think is better than who. And ratings are similar to that, but what's different is you are quantifying each team, meaning we're giving them a value to kind of say, okay, how much better are they than one team or another, rather than just saying, you know, the, the Eagles are better than the Cowboys because the Eagles are three and the Cowboys are 10 or whatever. Um, you know, what is that difference from three to 10? Like how many points are we talking? And the reason why power ratings are so useful is because you can use these power ratings to help build yourself some spread lines and give yourself an idea of what the line maybe should be. And you can kind of look for some advantages and some edges uh, in, in, in that department, uh, which is what I try to do. So I'll start with my NFL power ratings um, and the statistics that I use. So I basically, you know, I, I get all 32 teams listed out and I look at three things. And, and this kind of fluctuates every year and it might change as this year goes on if I like it or dislike it. But the first thing I look at is this thing called EPA. And EPA stands for Expected 
points allowed. So expected points, or sorry, expected points added. So that's a measure of success which defines um, the value of each play by the effect it has on the offense's likelihood to score. So every single play is analyzed and given a value of what are the chances that you know the team will score on that specific play. And they do that for all 32 teams and they give them this EPA rating. The next number I use is called DVOA and I've mentioned that a bunch in our podcast over the years. And that's basically, um, it, it stands for defense adjusted value over average. So basically what it does is it adjusts each play based on the opposing defense's average success in stopping that type of play over the course of the season. And it accounts for strengths of schedules, um, difficulty of teams they're playing, and things like that. And then finally, I use um, this thing called Neflo, N-F-E-L-O. It's basically um, this fancy new kind of idea where it's mechanically combines this 538's website, their their ELO model, um, and creates kind of this specific to the NFL model um, to give them sort of a predictive rating of that team. So I use these three, and how do I quantify, you know, those numbers together? How do I put all of these numbers together? Well, I, I use some simple statistics for that. I use um, just standard deviations. I use normal curves, bell curves, and I, I give each of these ratings. I find the average of each of these categories separately. I find the Z-score of each team separately, which is basically their test statistics. So a higher Z-score means they perform more than average or higher than average. A low Z-score gives you a, an idea that they are worse than average. So zero would be average, positive one or two is better than average, negative one or negative two is below average. So I do that for each of those three categories and I com come up with a Z-score for each of them, for each of the three categories, for each team, and then I average them. But I don't necessarily average them the same. In this case, I did just for the start of the season. Um, I'm treating them all the same, so counting them all for basically a third. Um, and that's kind of how I created my average Z-score, which I then turn into a power rating number. So for example, I'm going to look at, um, I'm a Giants fan, so I'll look at the Giants, for example. So their Z-score for their EPA was 0.1, so right about average with 0.1, not, you know, a little bit above, slightly above. Their DVOA, 0.02, again, slightly above, and then their NEFLO was 0.08, so again, slightly above. That averages out to about 0.07 and gives them a rating of 0.29, so 0.29 is pretty darn near average. So if I were to just strictly use... Um, you know, just their Z-score ratings, the Giants would be right around 16, maybe 15, maybe 14 in my power ratings, which seems pretty accurate. So I, that's kind of how I built those numbers. Um, but then I do adjust to them a little bit. So I, I do have to, I mean, I, I weigh in a couple of things. I weigh in, you know, off-season grades, because this is all based off of last year's numbers, last year's statistics, last year's data. So I have to, you know, account for the offseason, you know, rookies that are coming in, trades made, the Jets, for example, of course, getting Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, so different offseason moves that have happened, coaches leaving, coaches coming, whatever it may be. And then I also do weigh-in coaching um, quite a bit. So I, I, I 
take into account who the head coach is, who the offensive coordinator is, defensive coordinator, what is their history, um, and I give their their team some or give I quantify that with with some values as well that I then add or subtract to those ratings. So all in all, um, I sort of build this power rating system. And when I come up with this Z-score, when I come up with you know this rating number, I, I really just kind of pick a number that seems right in terms of you know how do I translate a Z-score of 0.07 to 0.29? How do I get there? In this case, I multiplied it by 4. And the reason I did that is because when I multiply these Z-scores by 4, the highest scoring team or the highest rated team I have was about seven and a half, and that was San Francisco, believe it or not, which we'll get to them here when I get to my ratings because they are not that high. Um, and then the lowest one I had was about negative seven and a half. So that gives me a, a gap of about 15 points, which if you think about a weekly spread, you really don't see much more than 14, 15 points on a given week. Maybe towards the end of the season, you'll see some some bigger spreads in the 20 range. Maybe if you've got you know the Chiefs versus the Texans or something like that, um, that certainly can happen. But particularly in the beginning of the year, you know that that gap, um, you know it's it's anywhere between you know a couple of touchdowns at most. Um, so I, I like that as my spread, and the, and I just pick a number that gives me a spread in that range that I like. Um, and then I kind of go from there. So as the year progresses, you know, they'll go up, they'll go down and maybe it'll get, you know, wider as the season goes on and maybe it'll become, you know, 18 points between the best team and the worst team or whatever it might be. So this is also, you know, accounting for a neutral field as well. So if you're, you know, the best team, so say, for example, the Niners again versus the worst team at negative seven and a half, which was the Colts. Again, this is pre-adjustments, um, then, you know, that would be a 15-point spread. But if you're playing in San Francisco, give them two points for home field, then they'd be at a 16-point favorite, or sorry, 17-point favorite. So, you know, there's some there's some adjustments that get made to that. And then, of course, I add my adjustments of off-season coaching, different things like that, um, to get their overall adjustments, um, which are slightly different than what the statistics reveal. And as the season goes on, um, I will change these sort of, you know, depending on how the team's performing, um, I'll update them with the week-by-week stats. Um, I'll change those numbers. So so this power rating system is, is constantly changing, constantly on the move. I'll have like an eye test rating that I'll kind of throw in there as well. Um, so there's different things that sort of adjust these ratings over time. So if you're interested in doing something like this yourself, it can really start as simple as, I mean, I know I look at three different statistics, but you can look at stuff, you know, not even statistics. You can just sort of eyeball, you know, these 32 teams and say, okay, who's the best team? Who's the worst team? Who's the most average team I can think of? And then you just kind of place teams where you feel that they belong. You know, so for example, my middle of the road team, my average team with adjustments included um, is Miami at 0.00. And I think they're probably a little bit better than that. So I haven't really adjusted that with the eye test a whole lot yet. Um, I've, this is just solely off last year's numbers and then off-season coaching grades. Um, so there's still a little bit of work that I'm going to do to these before I'm finalized with them. But Miami would be my middle dog. So let's say, you know, you are comparing the Patriots to them. Well, then, you know, do you think the Patriots are a little bit better than them, a little bit worse? How much better? How much worse? So where are you going to slide them in 
on your ratings. So you can build your own ratings with this and create your own spreads with this. And it's useful because when you map all of this out, obviously you can get an idea of what the spread line is. But what I've done is I've actually put in all 18 weeks of the NFL season into a spreadsheet. I've matched up every single team. I've thrown their schedules in there. And then I've created lines for this entire season already. So every single game this year, I already have my own line set for. So for example, I'll look at, say, the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers week nine. They play the Indianapolis Colts. They play, let's see, it would be, I think, at Indianapolis, or no, at home. They would be at home against Indianapolis, and they are five-point favorites according to my ratings. So I already have all of that set. Now, obviously, by the time week nine rolls around, these numbers are going to change quite a bit. Um, so I would not expect it to stay at minus five, but it at least gives me a baseline. And what I can do with that as well is I can actually project out how many games they are going to be favored in and how many games they're going to be underdogs in. So I've done that with all of the teams and I can sort of create like a projected wins, projected losses for each team based off of how many games they're favored in and how many games um, they're underdogged in. And I've even categorized it by, you know, are they favored by more than three points, less than three points, um, or in that window, or if like they're an underdog of more than three, less than three, all that good stuff. So I've, I've kind of made all these intervals for me. And what it, what it allows me to do is I can look at, you know, future markets a little bit. And I can say, for example, and, and this is just an example, I'm not making this bet by any means right now anyway. Um, but I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and their win total is at about, I think it's nine right now. I have eight and a half in here, but I, did, I do think it moved up to nine. Um, I have them projected at 12 wins because they're favored by more than three points, or sorry, they're favored by less than three point, no, sorry, more than three meaning, you know, like three or more. So four point favorites, five point favorites, six point favorites, whatever, in 10 of their games. So they are, they are projected by more than a field goal, a favorite by more than a field goal in 10 or more games. And there's six games that they're within a three point favorite or a three point dog. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, you know, my projections tell me the Steelers should be pretty darn good based off of their schedule, who they're playing, um, and off of our, my current power rating. So it really kind of gives me that flexibility, which is really nice. And I'm going to be using these numbers to sort of give myself a baseline um, as I make some of my future bets, which will be coming out um, later later in July, maybe closer to August, um, probably, probably July, um, for some of the future bets that I'm going to be posting. So that's kind of um, an, an idea of my power ratings, how I make them, how I use them, why they can be useful. Um, so hopefully if, if you made it all the way through this episode, you find this interesting um, and maybe you've even sort of got, gotten some ideas for yourself of creating your own power ratings um, to start doing, doing this yourself because um, I do think it's beneficial and I don't use this as an end-all be-all, but I do think it's a good guide to kind of help me... Um, kind of get a baseline of where to start for looking at each each game each week. I don't have the time or the energy to, you know, look at every single game as in-depthly as you need to to make, you know, intense handicapping picks. But if I can maybe narrow down some ones that I want to look at to start and then I can kind of make some picks from there, 
you know, then I think that's a good system. So hopefully you found this interesting. Um, be sure to check out draftdaysports.com again for some information on getting some picks and exclusive picks and all that stuff. Um, but stay tuned. Draft Day Sports is back, back at it. We're going to be doing college football this year. We might even be getting into some NBA in the fall. Um, I know CJ has, has expressed interest in that. So we, we've got some new things coming on Draft Day Sports. So be sure to, uh, be sure to give us a follow, subscribe, spread the word. Um, but we're uh, excited to get things going. So uh, have a good summer, everyone. We'll uh, post some more of this stuff here as the weeks progress. So be on the lookout for new content. Have a good one.